sorry man but this hmm. week's episode you start hmm. off with the bigger fan again move on to the rock and then you close off with the bigger yeah, return okay yeah. so are we rolling now are we ready oh so okay fine so uh, hi there welcome to the second episode of coffee time gyan so uh, as you know i am vivek and this is my co-host aditya and on this uh, entire podcast we talk about in you know various different topics around the world and with special focus in india while we you know sip our coffees So hey everybody welcome to the second episode of Coffee Time Gyan. So in this week's episode we'll be covering three big topics. Firstly we'll be looking at Apple's succession plan for Tim Cook. Second of all we'll be looking at the Google versus Paytm de- uh, debate that is going on with Paytm being taken off from the Google Play Store this early Friday morning only to return back a few hours later. And thirdly we'll be taking a look at the Zenhua data leak in which the data of around 10000 Indian citizens were being monitored by this Chinese company called Zenhua. But before we begin with all of that let me pass it on to my co-host Aditya who will be speaking about some comical bits of news from this week. Before we go into that I'm surprised that Vivek that did not notice that how seriously I have taken up the constructive criticism point that he raised in the last episode. But that's the beauty of it no I don't need technology for him to make that change. So this week's comic bit is somewhat of a carry forward from last week's that is the death of media. Today's topic that I wanted to go over is that of Bevafa Nagar. Okay. So let me enlighten you with the story. So it's about this Nagin who has a very hard time choosing a partner for herself between two very competent Nags. So that is what the media is covering these days and uh, I wanted to uh, just bring it up to you know I would personally think that with covid the ongoing thing with Riya Chakraborty and everything the news and the media would have something better to cover yeah. than Bevafa Nagins in general right but theek hai you know there's nothing we can so do that is why it's the death of media yeah. right? like that is exactly why it's the death of media unfortunate unfortunate but also did you uh, like the second bit of news that was not humorous exactly though uh, because it's more i don't know macho i guess okay. like did you hear about doing the rock johnson yeah he got issue. so pissed he actually just you know tore apart his electric yeah. gate and tossed it yeah why only he can <laughs> because he can sometimes people true, just true. do things because they can true true so doing the rock johnson so in the context of tearing things apart uh-huh. did you hear about that bridge in bihar which just broke off and floated away and is it like couple of days back or yeah, yeah yeah so let me give you the gist of it yeah. there was this bridge somewhere in bihar right it was inaugurated supposed to be inaugurated mm. rather and it was completed before the completion date and a few days before the inauguration the bridge just decided to you know break off and float away okay so that's great Strange. we know we know that what we can expect from indian roads these days then so moving on we should i think go into the heavier topics i guess that we were going to discuss today sure and let's do that then and begin yeah. with our very first topic absolutely absolutely So Apple is vigorously looking for a new CEO to replace Tim Cook and so why do you been there so why do you think you know Tim Cook has been in that position for over the last 10 years if i'm not too wrong correct his competence yeah so but why because you know company that is as big as Apple right by market capitalization the first probably so my question would be is why now 
because see i know a couple of things that you know uh, johnny i their head designer they left recently to start his own company is still there with apple but you know in with his own firm also if i'm not too wrong their head of marketing probably phil schiller he's also went off to another role within apple but he's moved on from a primary facing role to a secondary role mm-hmm. do you think that could be the reason why you know apple decided to take this angle and to protect itself rather the company for the purpose of their own continued existence decide to now of all times look for a succession plan for tim cook although he has been in that position for the last 10 years i believe uh, the entire debate that is being uh, kind of debated on here is basically that whether or not somebody from outside can maintain such a huge company or whether somebody from inside should progress like what tim cook did like tim cook was there when apple was and he was doing most of the work with regards to designs and with regards to products uh, even when steve jobs was there okay so right now i would suggest that as a company as a company you have worked with a lot of startups now this is not a startup correct this we are talking about the biggest company a trillion dollar company correct, correct. so the owners that the ceo would have on himself to act and be competent the level at which we will expect and not only that it will also have to like it will also have to have the he, the person will have to have the same ideals mm-hmm. as that of the previous mm-hmm. predecessor so in that regard so me personally i would prefer that you know somebody from the inside just like tim cook you know yeah or if you look at microsoft for example yeah. like satya nadella who was already an existing employee or sundar pichai from yeah. google who was an existing yeah. employee correct I personally would prefer that whoever be that replaces Tim Cook, right? If he chooses to leave, like Johnny Ive and Phil Schiller, be somebody who's already there at Apple, right? And instead, you know, Apple go outside and you know look for somebody who would you know embody the Apple ideals, let's say, right? And inculcate that into the company because you would agree that there are pros and cons to hiring from outside as well. Absolutely, right? So. you i believe are on the side where you know you would agree that getting somebody from the outside would be a better idea at this point of time after you break it down like this i would rather say that when it's a trillion dollar company right then it is not exactly beneficial for the company to hire from outside Correct. because it might have those simple discrepancy even with regards to ideas or ideologies when he's running the company correct. or she is running the company correct matter correct so we see the ceo is the person who is the face of the company who is the one who is driving the company forward right exactly. and i considering apple right and how they value their principles and everything and all i personally believe that you know they should get somebody from the inside like personally if you ask me my front runner for that would be this guy called craig fredericki yeah. he's been on the apple keynotes and the apple launches and everything right for the last couple of years and he's also if i'm not wrong the senior vice president of uh, like design, software design, design. Software, yeah, design software, software design software design yeah so he has this hand he is a known face right within the company and you know i personally feel that he would be a good fit for the next ceo should tim cook choose to leave or you know move to other roles within the company right yeah. but personally what do you feel do you feel he is a good fit if i am allowed i would like to segregate this uh, debate a little more uh, as in let's explore the other side as well that sure. is if there is somebody that is being hired from outside uh, to represent a company right so in a situation like that in a situation like that it is suitable say when we are uh, working with a smaller group of people and this person who can come into this company can promote or per se 
work with the company in such a way to get them traction or get them certain things that they want so now with their mission say, or their goals so when you say come in do you mean somebody from the outside so for somebody from the outside so, so you're so talking about somebody new somebody fresh somebody who has not been associated with apple all this while I'm not talking about Apple here. Essentially, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is like, say there is a company, mm-hmm. even on Apple. When we exactly when we are talking about Apple, it's a different bar altogether because it's a trillion dollar company. Correct. That's so, precisely why I'm pushing upon you that it be somebody from the inside and preferably Craig Frederick. I am all for somebody from the inside. I am not very aware of Craig, uh, Craig as a uh, visionary per se because whoever does come to uh, kind of represent apple for the next few years or the next decade has to be somebody who embodies the vision and maintains that continuum to reach there what say absolutely. what steve jobs or wozniak started absolutely that entire vision has to be very intact absolutely no for a company who has their vision very well in place ideas very well in place i don't think it's there is anything that a outside uh, ceo can join in and mm-hmm. actually contribute to it there's not much he would be able to contribute to the vision or the ideas or anything of that sort so he'll be essentially running the company and a company which he essentially might not believe in agreed agreed but having said that you know i would still lean on like agreed with all your points for a gen- any general company right my point or rather what i would harp on still is considering it's apple it be somebody from the inside absolutely. or anybody absolutely absolutely i i completely concur with that because uh, as i said it's a trillion dollar company and the owners that would be there on the ceo would be too huge and that is not something a person can just walk into absolutely so you can just walk into the agree with yeah. this that you know yeah, we do. ideally for any company an outside infusion sounds good but yeah. considering apple in mind when the apple in mind somebody from the inside is absolutely better. absolutely great 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 so coming to our second bit of news that we're covering in this week's episode yeah so you probably would have heard about it in the news the paytm app that is there on the google play store in the apple app store was for a brief period of time so like 7 8 hours right it was taken off the uh, google play store and then it mysteriously appeared back once again so there's a lot of speculation on that as to why this happened right all of a sudden the paytm app and mind you only the paytm app the paytm business app the paytm mobile app uh, the paytm even app on the app store yeah that wasn't affected only the google play store was affected so it raised a lot of questions right as to why this happened so i digged a little further deep into this and found out why the reason why the paytm app was taken off from the google play store was google claimed that paytm had violated google's gambling policies okay. that is there after repeated requests and intimation by google's dev team to the paytm team right that certain bits of your app in particularly to this context there's this ipl mini game the indian premier league as you know has started from the yeah. 70th right this mini game that was put in by paytm within the paytm app it essentially allowed people to you know participate by selecting their own favorite players right through the matches that were happening in the ipl during that day or in the coming days right yeah. and if they picked the right players right they would get stickers which they could later on in cash for actual currency now yeah. that constitutes a part of gambling wouldn't you agree because to some I, extent there is an element of contingency uh-huh. there so that can be considered as like 
स्टोरी The Google Dev team explicitly reached out to Paytm multiple times. So, so the, the due diligence with regards to this was well followed. Yes, it's not coming out of nowhere. Correct. It saying. has not a very abrupt action on the part of Google. They had followed up with the Paytm team several times, and after they got no response, that is when Google took that step. And to when Paytm came back on the Google Play Store, like seven eight hours later, as I was mentioning, that feature or that mini game rather was taken off, and yeah. it was back on the Play Store again. Now, why do you think that you know Paytm, you know, although it had received this intimation from Google, still chose to ignore it, and you know, still go ahead with it? Now, there's this angle that Google and Apple being the dominant players, and you know, you should not mess with them. Antitrust issues. Correct. Correct. That's there. That's a whole other topic for a different day. Different day. But personally, don't you think Paytm, on its end, could have dealt with this better, much like Dream Eleven does? They could have just taken it off the like that particular part of the app could have been promoted differently through their website or right. Paytm has its own uh, website say, through the App Store per se like the Apple App Store per right. se right. there they weren't taken off so yeah policy guidelines are there for a reason and companies they put it there and if Google has followed the due diligence to actually intimate them. And as you are saying that they have intimated them quite too many times. Correct. So it's not very unreasonable for the app to suddenly disappear, and it's definitely not something that sheds light on the antitrust angle. Correct. So people who are going hue and cry about Paytm and there's a report where I saw even you know people were claiming on social media and other platforms that you know oh, Paytm's been now been taken off because it's backed by a Chinese company. Yeah. See that. Is an angle, but you know that's not the angle, or that is not the focus that we are looking at because that is definitely not the reason. Because there are loads of Indian companies that have Chinese backings, yeah, and they are still there. They still absolutely. That is not the reason. Clear and simple. Like this entire hatred that has like, I know, I know. is going around, and especially uh, and this hatred is in the name of patriotism. That is so, scary. That's that almost scary. But, so we yeah. can per se say that. The advice that you are providing at this point of time, or rather suggestion to Paytm, would be they take off that part of the app, and if they want to include that in their app, they can do it through the website or the app store for that matter. Absolutely, absolutely. So that would be my suggestion to Paytm: keep the game. If you want to do it, keep the game. Like I am pretty sure Paytm has its own backings and sponsorships. Yeah, absolutely. Here with it, they keep money. the game. Keep it on the website. If you want to have a unified, fair platform. Or if you are okay with it, you know, keep it on the Apple App Store where it is allowed, and on the website. Exactly. Google does not allow it. You know, don't. Just don't. <laughs> right. 
So moving on from what we started talking about, that is the very anti-China, very anti-China propaganda or rather feeling is like predominant in the world right now. So that kind of, I want to progress into whether it's justified, whether it's not justified, I don't want to talk about that. But however, a very interesting piece of news that I am well aware of and I'm sure you are too, is the Zenwa data leak. Yeah, yeah. so about the Zenwa data leak, so you know, it's a very critical topic that I wanted to touch upon today as well and thank you for bringing it up. So the Zenwa data leak that has been going around, right? it's a very nuanced topic I say because very few people know about it. I'm not sure why, but uh, for people who are joining us on audio and also on video, let us, you know, since you are also a little bit aware about it, I'm sure, let us educate them about what it is and you know, why they should be taking it very seriously. Now, uh, to start off, let me give you a brief background and I'm sure you'll know about this and feel free to jump in, you know, whenever you have Absolutely. more points to add, like you do. So, stating the background of Zenhua, so Zenhua or basically the Shenzhen Zenhua Data Information Technology Company that was founded by this person called Wang Zhufang, who yeah. is basically the one of the ex-IBM employees, right? So, it is a company that is based out of Shenzhen and basically they are a company that profiles individuals now profiling for those of you who would not be knowing is essentially collecting data that is in relation to your physical being it could be your name your address your uh, sexual orientation your age your financial details everything so is to, it uh, yeah is it in the same format as what we saw with cambridge analytica yes so when oh, cambridge same. analytica was specific to the data in relation to influencing your voting decisions this sort of thing is where it is collecting data about you to build a profile about what you are as a human being, as an individual, right? Now, what makes this Zenhua data leak very much critical is that this was data that was accidentally leaked, right, to an American, which consisted of data what Zenhua calls the Overseas Key Information Persons Database. That's scary. Yeah, it's a big name also. That's scary. But uh, yeah, so that database, essentially, the part of it that was leaked contained data of about 250,000 or for Indian viewers, 2.5 lakh individuals, out of which a little over 10,000 of them are about Indian citizens. And if I'm aware, Amit Shah and Mr. Modi, correct. Prime Minister happens to correct. be correct. on that list. Correct. So that makes it even more scary correct. as to why these people are being profiled. Absolutely. And also bigger names in the uh, industry side and the sports side like Ratan Data, Sachin Tendulkar, even their data was profiled by Zenhua. Now, Zenhua officially had claimed that, you know, they use data that is publicly available, right? But basis the analytics and the research that has been done on the data that has been acquired. So there's this uh, Australian company called Internet 2.0, which yes, basically yes. the cybersecurity firm, which has basically, you know, looked into the data that was leaked. And they found out that a portion of the data that is there from the Zenhua leak, right? Consists of data that is not publicly available. So how are they collecting this data? That's the thing. They are, Zenhua is claiming, they by mean, I mean Zenhua, they are claiming that it's all publicly available data, but for some people, around 20% or so, they are not even there on the online sphere. How do you have their data? Establish control. That's what China is trying to do. And see, even on that China angle, China is being China. So they are like, you know, we do not have any role associated with Zenhua and everything and all. Like they, they don't have with COVID and Correct. They don't have any links or anything, whatever. They basically wash their hands of this, right? But what is correct? Go for it. <laughs> so coming back, essentially, 
why this is makes it very scary is of the 10000 plus indians that is there and this is mind you this is only a quarter of a million of the entire data so this is only a quarter of that entire data could be more that was more. leaked that was leaked right we don't know how much data they have actually correct and in between that uh, 250000 or quarter of a million rather uh, 10000 plus indians now publicly we know of a handful of names that has been there you know and it could be there that you know people like you and me could be there people like anybody could be there yeah right and if you are using data that is not publicly available to me you are spying on me exactly correct so that's surveillance that's correct. Not surveillance correct so if some kind of thing like the zenua happens to indians or rather let's say the zenua literally it affects indians by and large right so let's look at this angle that I why is it so important before before you i harp on the importance of this i would like you to uh, continue on the point which you started off with as to what happens if the same thing happens in india what is the recourse say uh, from the legal side that a person has sitting in india if he or she is aware of the fact or such thing has happened and the government has to inform us as to that we are actually our data is not private to us anymore so what is the recourse in so that? allegedly india does not do this now when i say do this by me that i mean companies like zenova in existence because you know for china to even have a company uh which is allowed to profile right not only its citizens but also people globally right and their ceo wang so he has essentially also at multiple times in the recent past declared a hybrid warfare exactly or let's say a psychological warfare right so to, for china to still enable that company by letting it to exist very antithetical to sovereign policies and correct so policies. coming to india in general i don't think such a company would be allowed to exist in india but if it did there are multiple recourses though very weak in comparison to the data privacy bill which is there in the parliament which allows a much more wider gamut of protection which is <coughs> more like the european union correct correct right. so for now what we have in the indian context is that if such an incident happens that company needs to intimate to the government cert about such a leak happening and then it needs to know uh, it's got to inform the users who are affected with the leak accordingly either modify their existing data or withdraw the service or whatsoever right but the data protection bill has a series of other mechanisms and protections as well one of which you will also appreciate and this we had lightly touched upon in our last segregation of data correct so for data. indian citizens their data needs to be within india so we had lightly touched upon it and this is a beautiful thing to have because it essentially guarantees that your data being an indian citizen never leaves the country so localization of data correct so that is an angle which you would know in a way protected in the indian citizens because it's within the territory of india and in a way controlled within the control of the indian government there are also other additional you know uh, advantages let's say of the bill which allows you to withdraw your consent modify your consent to have the concept of an informed consent but i'm informing you well in advance and you would see that certain apps like whatsapp facebook and all absolutely inform you that your exactly, social exactly. data is being collected right so for china to go the like exact opposite direction and tell you or rather tell a company that you know start profiling these people from tomorrow that is where i'm trying to harp upon that should not be allowed and that is why this leak is that much important and it needs to be appreciated to the larger masses right yeah so uh, carrying forward from what you uh, asked me as to why this is important now we are in the 21st century right and 
in our century the most important commodity per se i believe and the commodity and the trade of the future is on the very basis of data so when we talk about say even for simple a marketing analytical tool which is collecting your data you can see that it's very simple a lot of you have realized that when you type something in google it comes as an advertisement maybe when you're going on facebook or insta or something of that sort now that happening there's a limit to that right so there's a, a limit to where i believe my data can be used and then a beyond which would be critical personal data and the segregation that has happened with the data protection bill in 2019 absolutely right? absolutely so that segregation i believe is very important why because simply today let's take up an example i'm wearing a wearable i'm wearing a wearable and i'm watching a say tv series or a propaganda message that is with come up on tv my heart rate flickers right that data is being collected tomorrow is listening to you mine is already flickering okay your yours is god you're wearing one yeah god okay don't i guess don't you know like they're collecting data you know it now so essentially when i am watching a propaganda and say i don't like it i disagree with it so obviously this can read that right absolutely. so that data is it is very instrumental now that is health data absolutely so it's uh, so the point that you're trying to make is by my let's say fluctuations in the heartbeat or whatever exactly you are able to deduce how i am reacting without like consciously reacting exactly so whether or not i am for or against a propaganda is very clear at that point so that itself can be used to mold our perceptions and this is something that has been worked on and a lot of conspiracy theories have come up and gone away but there's still that one thing that sticks that today at this point of time the way marketing or like something even chomsky kind of harped upon in his book manufacturing consent that we essentially are losing track of our choices we are made to think that we do have a free choice we do have a free will to choose however what we are being fed as to know you have these four options in our head it's not it's been created in a very very niche manner you know so very if i give you man so if i give you a very you know real example of this and this is for all those who are tuning in on video and audio look up something on google something that you want to buy i will personally assure you that for the next few hours you will see ads running on that particular product or commodity that you are searching for wherever you go be it on amazon be it on facebook be it anywhere and that will keep on following you wherever you are going through right and this is why i want to impress upon you the data protection bill needs to pass not only that i also think that our country and not only our country the world and individuals in this world needs to realize the importance of data and how much they are actually letting out how much they are comfortable with to let out and be known out there and what should be kept to be very private like the health data part a lot of these companies you might have seen that they have come up uh, like tele consultancy and everything has come up so we are also we can take up the take that up in the next episode as Absolutely. to what the legalities might definitely. be with regards to health data and definitely. how that can definitely. influence choices for definitely we can cover it in a future episode but yeah right now we are in consensus that you know this zenua data leak is something that needs wide and mass appreciation and this data protection will very much needs very, to be very passed important, very important and with that we are done with the second episode of coffee time gyan thank you for joining us
Hey, hope you enjoyed that episode of Coffee Time Gyan. Feel free to like, share and subscribe if you like the video that we've been putting up and also comment down below if you have any questions or you know if you would want us to cover something else. And with that, anything else you want to add Aditya? Huh? Oh, thank you. Well done. Thank you for joining us.